Welcome to Books and Sound. I'm your host, Don Beavers, and this episode contains a digitally remastered theatrical presentation of one of the great works of literature. Please remember to subscribe so that you can enjoy new episodes as they are released. This podcast is provided free and offered without commercial interruption. If you enjoy the episode, please leave us a positive review so that we can grow the podcast. Enjoy. The General Mills Radio Adventure Theater. Tom Bosley, welcome to the magic world of radio. Hundreds of years ago, there was once a ruler of Baghdad who was a very moody fellow. He was the richest man around, but he had fits of gloom. To distract himself, since it was centuries before radio could take you to the land of imagination, as we do here, he hired storytellers to keep him amused. Many of their stories were gathered together in a book called The Arabian Nights. And from this imaginative collection, we bring you today the story of Ali Baba and the Forty Thieves. Our story of adventure, Ali Baba and the Forty Thieves, was adapted from The Arabian Nights, especially for the General Mills Radio Adventure Theater by G. Frederick Lewis and stars Gordon Heath. I'll be back in a moment with Act One. Once upon a time, in a town in Persia called Baghdad, there lived two brothers, one called Kasim, the other Ali Baba. Kasim married a wealthy girl called Samantha, who inherited a warehouse full of fine goods. So in no time, Kasim became one of the wealthiest merchants in town. His brother Ali Baba, on the other hand, married a poor girl. And the only way he was able to support his wife and children was to go into the forest, cut down wood, and on his donkeys carry the wood to town and sell it. One day, when Ali was in the forest chopping wood... Who are those horsemen coming down the path? I thought I was the only one who knew this part of the forest. Oh, there are a lot of them. And I don't like the way they look. They could be thieves or murderers. Or both. As certain as my name is Ali Baba, I had better hide. This looks like a strong tree with lots of big leaves to hide behind. I'll climb up. Where they can't see me. Fellow thieves, it has been a long, hard journey with little rest. So, fellow thieves, I'd like to get this over in a hurry. Tie your horses, give each a bag of corn, and then carry your bags of gold and silver to the entrance of the cave. Great caliphs in the morning. They're lining up right underneath my tree. Are we all met? Then still your tongue while I say the magic words. Open sesame. Then you go into the cave, single file, all forty of you. We know, we know. We've done this often enough. (laughs) 
say 40 thieves? Does that include him? 40 thieves? That is thievery wholesale. Everybody inside? Everybody's inside, Chief Thief. Good. Who's Sesame? closed. Do I have time to get down this tree, load my donkeys with wood, and head back to town before I'm discovered? No. Better not. It never fails. When I'm in a hurry, the donkeys won't cooperate. Better wait here. The cave is opening. Fellow thieves, mount your steeds and follow me. Is everybody out of the cave? Everybody's out. All right, then. Close sesame. Forward. Gallop. <laughs> this I have to try. Say the magic words, and the whole rock moves. See what happens when I try. Open sesame. Oh, sultans and caliphs. What do I see here? Silks and damasks. Ingots of silver. Bars of gold. Heaps and heaps of money in bags. These robbers, they've been years at their stealing. All right, Alibaba. All right. Stop gaping and get yourself gathering. I've got three donkeys. Each could carry four bags of gold. So I'll have a dozen bags. <laughs> this is the luckiest day of my life. Wife, let me finish. I loaded our three donkeys with 12 bags of gold, said the magic words, close sesame, the cave closed up, and I came right home. It's a gold mine, a veritable gold mine. Of stolen gold. I didn't steal it. I found it. They'll never miss 12 bags of gold. Allie, uh, what, what does gold look like? I was about to show you. I'll just open one bag. Oh. oh, I take it all back. Oh, aren't they beautiful? I'm going to dig a hole out back and bury it. How much have we got? I don't know. Wouldn't it be a good idea to find out? How? Uh, measure the gold. With a stick? You dig the hole, put in the gold, and I'll measure it with a measuring stick the way I'd measure barley or, or rice or sesame. Don't say that word. Oh, oh, sorry. But I don't own a measuring stick for the quantities of rice we buy. I'll go over to your brother's and borrow one from Samantha. I don't have to tell her what it's for. Don't do it. Don't ask favors. Forget how much we have. Leave it alone. It's better not to know. We'll hide it, keep it, and slowly, we'll spend it. Mm -hmm. 
I'm glad you're home. Have I got news for you? Oh, Samantha, I don't want any news. Can't you see I'm exhausted? Poor Cassim. Was it a tough day? Oh, punishing. Don't let anyone tell you having money is a breeze. It's a great responsibility. Everybody's after you. Sometimes I wish I was as poor as my brother, Ollie. Mm. He leads a simple life, no pressures, walk in the woods, chops wood, loads up a donkey, sells the wood, the simple life. I'm not so sure your brother, Alibaba, is as poor as he makes out. Why, Samantha? What happened today? This afternoon, Alibaba's wife came over to borrow a measuring stick. So I thought... What kind of grain is she buying? You know, curious me. Yeah, I know. Snoopy Samantha. Hmm. So, on the bottom of the measuring stick, I put a little olive oil so one grain would stick to it. Mm-hmm. Here is what stuck to the bottom. Look. A gold piece? So you think Alibaba is so poor, do you? Solid gold piece. You think we're rich. Your brother, Alibaba, is so rich he doesn't count his money. He measures it. Brother Kasim, to what do I owe the honor of this visit? Well, I was just saying to Samantha last night, it's too long since I've seen my brother Ali and his sweet wife. <laughs> Ali, I envy you. I don't know how you can say that. Well, you've got your health. But with Samantha's money behind you, you can take off from work whenever you want to. Like this afternoon. Oh, oh, come on now, my dear brother. Stop playing this little game. You could take off also. A day I don't cut wood is a day we don't eat. Every day. And my feet are killing me. You can ride in a carriage. Oh, come now. So could you. Just take one of those solid gold pieces in mint condition and buy a carriage. What solid gold piece? Brother... If you don't know, your wife is keeping secrets from you. My wife? A wife who borrowed our measuring stick. She did. To measure your gold. Who told you such nonsense? Well, let me show you. I have one here in my purse. See? Recognize it? How many of these do you have? That woman. The biggest blabber in Baghdad. Kasim, let's go inside and I'll tell you all about the gold. Samantha, Samantha, you were right. Ali's a millionaire, maybe richer even. What does he have? A gold mine? And a silver mine, and a jewel mine, and a mine of fine damask, embroidery, rugs, you name it. Ah, he's pulling your leg. There's no such mine. Well, we shall see. Tomorrow when he gets home from the forest, he promised to take me there. Do you know where it is? Oh, assuredly so. And the secret password. Then why waste half a day and wait for him? What do you mean? Get up there early in the morning, alone. Oh, oh, you mean, Samantha, don't exactly share it with him, but uh, help myself? Was he going to share it with you before I discovered what he was up to? must be the place. And that must be the tree Ollie hid in. I can see the marks of his big feet on the bark. 
And this is the rock that slides back when I say the magic words. Do I... Do I dare say them? Open! Oh, shh. Rich robes and clothes. Sesame is sure the magic word. What's happened? The door's closed. I'm locked in. Help! Help! What am I doing? What am I doing? Somebody will hear me. Better calm down and think. How do I get the door open? Sesame is the magic word. Look. It opened. Of course, I hit open. Of course. I said about the clothes, and then the clothes sesame. Oh, yes. Now I know. So, let me see. To fill those 24 chests, I'll take the bags of gold near the door. What's that? The thieves? Are they coming here? Oh, I better get out while I can. Open barley. No, no, that's not it. Open wheat. That's it. Wheat? No, no, no. Oh, dear, dear. What's the magic word? Now, I know it's a seed, and I put it on bread and rolls. Open poppy seed. Now, open barley. No, I said that before. I'll be, I'll be killed in here. Open barley. No, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Poor Kasim. He's forgotten the magic words, and he's a prisoner of his own greed. Greed. That's what it is, really. By the way, Kasim was right. Those were the 40 thieves returning. And even now, they've dismounted and are looking curiously at the dozen donkeys standing outside. What's going to happen now, you'll find out when I return with Act Two. General Mills Radio Adventure Theater will return shortly. Delicious. Yeah, yeah. Now, where were we? Ah, yes. Kasim, the wealthy brother, had come to the robber's cave to try and steal from his brother Alibaba the poor. Not that the gold and silver treasure belonged to Alibaba, but then they didn't belong to the robbers either. They came from hijacked caravans, castles that were empty because a noble was away, or just a plain old-fashioned hold-up. Now, everybody knows robbers get quite touchy about being robbed, and Kasim knew this also. If only he could have remembered the magic words to escape from the cave. But time 
Miss Renner. What are all these donkeys doing here? They must have strayed from some caravan, Chief Heat. It doesn't make sense. Their chests are empty. Maybe they're on a return trip. Or maybe another band of thieves helped themselves to what they carried. What about these donkeys? Give them the whip. Drive them away. I don't want them hanging around here calling attention to this place. Depart! Skedaddle! Scram! Shove off! Gentlemen, just to make certain these donkeys were unaccompanied, I suggest we approach our cave carefully. Scimitars at the ready. Our scimitars are drawn and ready. Open sesame! Visitor. Hello there. Open sesame. Oh, of course. Who is it? It's me, Alibaba. Samantha. Who? Samantha, your sister-in-law. Let me in. Hurry up, Alibaba. Come in, come in. Whatever time is it? It's midnight. Oh, well, what is it, Samantha? It's Kasim. Is he sick? He isn't home. He isn't home? You mean he went away on a trip? He left early this morning for the the cave. The robber's cave. We were supposed to go to the forest together. We had a date. Well, Kasim decided to... He, he just wanted to have a look around by himself and, and maybe take a, a few samples. Perhaps he thought it wiser to wait to come home until the town is asleep. You understand? So he wouldn't be seen. Oh, oh, you're, you're right. You're right, brother-in-law. He would wait because of all the donkeys. He took donkeys? And chests. And chests. How many donkeys and chests? Uh, 12 donkeys. 24 chests. You can get a lot of samples into 24 chests. Uh, uh, you don't think anything happened to him? Of course not. Why would anything happen to Kasim? You go home, and if he doesn't show up by morning, come tell me, and I'll go and see. Morgiana. Oh, Master Baba. You frightened me. That's what I get for sitting in my master's garden and dreaming. Is your mistress Samantha about? Oh, she is still crying and weeping and praying in her bedroom upstairs. Is there any news about the master? Morgiana, come out of the garden. Come with me. J- just around the corner where I've left my donkey. There. I don't think we can be overheard here. First, Morgiana, I have to swear you to absolute secrecy. What I tell you now, no one must know. I swear. I am afraid I did find your master, my brother, in the forest. He is inside those two bundles on my donkey's back. He's in two bundles? He's in four pieces. Some robbers must have found him, and they left him like that. Four pieces? Whatever will my mistress say? I don't know. But I'll try to spare her the shock. Now, to protect the good name of the family, we have to bury Kasim as though he died a natural death. 
I'm going to bring my donkey into Cassim's stable, and while I'm upstairs consoling your mistress, I want you, Morgiana, to go into town and spread the word your master has died. I'll do what I can. But to bury the master as if he had died a natural death, I don't see how it can be done. Oh, it has to be done. Is there anyone here? Baba Mustafa? Yes, I am here. Baba Mustafa at your service. Baba Mustafa? The cobbler? Yes, yes, yes. I am Baba Mustafa the cobbler. And I have been Baba Mustafa the cobbler since the days of Harun al Rashid. Harun al Rashid? The caliph of Baghdad? Uh, you bring something for me to cobble? It's very delicate work, Baba Mustafa. Are your eyes in fairly good condition? Uh, no. Yes, yes. I can still do any kind of delicate work. The most intricate stitching of a silken slipper. There isn't a skin of an animal I cannot sew together. And my stitches are so finely wrought, you would never know a human hand had been at work. <laughs> you say there is nothing you could not sew together. I shall bring you to a certain street, and then I shall have to blindfold you so that you do not know where you are being taken. When we arrive... I will remove the blindfold, and you will sew together what has to be sewn. The room will be quite dark. When you have finished, I will again blindfold you, bring you back here, and give you two pieces of gold. Will you do it? I see no reason why not. I am being asked as a cobbler to cobble. Unbridle your horses. Give each his bags of booty, and we shall place them inside the cave. It is a good idea to leave the body outside as a warning. <laughs> Sheer genius, Chief Thief. Um, where is it? Huh? Where is the body? Not one piece of him anywhere. This is quite serious. There is no doubt our hiding place has been discovered. Somebody has also removed the body, which means they might also gain entrance to our cave. It is likely at least two persons know our secret. Since one has been caught, we must look for the other. Is it agreed? Agreed. All right, how to begin? One of you, who is bold, artful, and enterprising must disguise himself as a stranger, a traveler. What kind of a disguise? A good one. We who live in Baghdad wear a turban. So don't wear a turban. Then carry a carpet bag. We have one here we took from an Englishman in a caravan last year. Say that you have heard in your travels of strange deaths in Baghdad. See if there is any talk about a man cut up in four pieces. Good morning, 
sir. You are up early. Yeah, I'm always up early. Your cobbler's shop seems to be the only shop open on the entire street. Uh, lazy loafers. Yeah, well, I have been traveling, and so much has been said about your fair city. Now, I had heard in my travels a strange... Uh, well, have you any peculiar happening? You have an inquisitive manner, my friend, and if you don't mind my saying so, rather a pointed nose. I don't suppose you have seen... Why not? Why not what? Why should I not have seen? In fact, old as I am, I have extraordinarily good eyesight, believe it or not. I sewed a dead body together in a place which had so little light. The maid servant of the household had to light a candle to find the door to let me out. Now that is what I would call excellent eyesight. And that's what I would call bad luck. Good luck, yes, for the thief, but not good luck for Alibaba. That's the hand of fate, I guess, leading the thief right to the door of the ancient cobbler, Baba Mustafa. I'm afraid if the 40 thieves find out it was Ali Baba who removed his brother Kasim and stole some of the gold, <laughs> who knows what they would do. I'll be back and we'll find out in Act 3. The General Mills Radio Adventure Theater will return shortly. My plans are all wet. Well, what have we here? Alibaba's brother had the misfortune to be caught by the 40 thieves. Then Alibaba found what was left of his brother and pretended he died a natural death. Samantha, now a widow, became so frightened she asked Ali and his wife to move in with her in that nice neighborhood, which they gladly did. Little knowing one of the thieves had just discovered where they live. And then what did you do? Chief Thief, I said to the old cobbler, you sewed up a dead body? Yes, he said. A dead body of the master of the house. Our man, indeed. How fortunate you happened on this cobbler right away. Well, then what? I gave him a gold piece, and he led me blindfolded to the house of one Cassim. So, I marked the door with a piece of chalk. Good thinking. Then what did he do, the old cobbler? Asked for a second piece of gold. But now we know where the man who tried to rob us lived. Capital. Comrades, we will set out directly for this house. Arm yourselves but remain discreetly in the background. When I have learned who stole our corpse, we shall all close in. So, sharpen your scimitars. Oh, what a world we live in. Here is my master with more wealth than is good for any one person, and he tries to steal from his own poor brother, Ali Baba. The next day, he is killed by unknown assailants. What a good man Alibaba is to keep such a scandal secret so that this family will not be disgraced. Oh, but now that Alibaba has moved in with us in this nice neighborhood, I am greatly relieved. 
Two women alone in the house is frightening. Oh, oh I've run all the way to market and back for an extra pound of pilaf for dinner. Oh, home at last. What have we here? A red mark on the doorstep? I put no such mark there. Somebody intends my master harm. Well, I shall mark the houses on either side of our house in the same manner. I cannot understand it. You tell me you marked the front steps of the house the old cobbler pointed to with one red chalk mark? I did, I did. Why then are there five houses marked in the identical way? Which house is it? I don't know. I'm getting very angry. Somebody's not telling the truth. Are you trying to protect this body snatcher? Oh, chief, why would I want to do that? I tell you again, I placed one red chalk mark on the third step of the house. I was told where the old cobbler sewed up the body. Uh, did you say third step? I told you that before. You did not tell me that before. You said nothing about a third step. Then this is the right house. How can you tell? Because the other houses on both sides have only two front steps. Oh, how right you are. This is the house. All right. I've decided upon another plan. It will take several days to prepare, but it is foolproof. When we are quite ready, we shall all return to have our full revenge. Good evening, sir. Beautiful evening. Yes. I was just sitting here in front of my house, admiring the full moon. It has always affected me strangely. That's quite a caravan you have there. Twenty donkeys and forty large leather jars, to be exact, all filled with oil. I have brought this fine oil a great long way to sell in the market tomorrow. You should get a good price for it. Very fine as to be had. That is what delayed my arrival in Baghdad. It is now so very late at night. Too late to find lodgings. Oh, dear. That is a problem. I hesitate to ask this, but since you are a fellow businessman, would you permit me to... Pass the night under your roof. I should be exceedingly grateful. Of course. I always welcome guests when the moon is full. Do come inside. You can tie up your donkeys in the yard. I'm much obliged well, to think you. Nothing of it. I'm off to bed myself as I must rise early. But when your donkeys are tethered, do come into the house. My servant, Morgiana, will give you some supper and prepare the guest room. I am overwhelmed by your hospitality. I'll first tend to my animals. Morgiana? Morgiana? Yes, Master? Morgiana, we have a guest spending the night. Do be a good girl and prepare a meal for him. He is an oil merchant from a distant land. I shall lay fresh sheets in the guest room. Of course. Tomorrow morning, I shall take in the baths before dawn. I enjoy the walk. 
do prepare my bathing linen as usual, and when I return, have some good broth ready for me as usual. Good night, Mogian. Are you there? Inside the leather jar? I am here, inside the leather jar. Your sword is sharp. Never sharper. And your knife? Equally sharp. And the rest of the men? In the rest of the jars with swords and knives. Uh, I shall be in the house. When all is quiet, I shall open my window. As soon as you hear some stones thrown from my window into the yard, climb out of your jar and get the others out and ready. I shall wait until I'm sure everyone in the house is asleep. Then who do we kill? Everyone, of course. If no hearts can beat, no tongues will talk. I have fed the traveler, shown him his room, and now there remains only Master Baba's bathing linen to get ready and the pot prepared for the morning broth. Oh, what is it with this oil lamp? Oh, it's gone out. And I forgot to buy some oil today. Oil. Of course. The oil merchant will not miss one tiny pot if I help myself. I'll go now and take some. Here we are. Let me see if the top of the first jar is loose. Is it time? <gasps> what is that? I said, is it time? Oh, uh, not yet, but presently. Well, there is a man in that jar. Why would there be a man in an oil jar? Forty jars? Oh, is that forty men? Something is definitely wrong here. in my room. I went to each one of the 40 jars. Only in the last one have I struck oil. In the rest of the 39 jars, 39 men. They are most certainly robbers and thieves. But I must not give the alarm. There are too many of them and too few of us. And the ringleader, he must be the guest in this house. Up in the room. I must protect my master. There is only one thing to do, and I can do it, and I shall do it. I cannot understand what has happened. What is wrong with these idiots? I threw the stones out of the windows... I know I hit some of the jars. What, are they all asleep? You in there. What's the matter with you? Great caliphs. It's filled with hot oil. The man is dead. What about the next jar? This one, too. Parboiled in oil. Another one dead. 
This thief also. And this one. Oh, 39. Quite dead. This is incredible. I... I shall be fortunate to escape this place with my life. Morgiana? Coming, master. Ah, I went to the baths before dawn. And would you believe it? I forgot my key. Good morning, Morgiana. Good morning, master. I noticed the donkeys are still tied up in our yard. Has our guest overslept? You must want your hot broth. Have it first. I'll explain all to you. No, I don't want my hot broth first. We must wake the fellow up. Hospitality overused is hospitality abused. Go wake him up, Morgiana. I cannot, master. He is not here. The oil merchant is not here. Where is he? He has escaped. I mean, he has gone. What? Escaped? Escaped from whom? From you, master. From us. From his own misdeeds. Morgiana, we shall sit right here on the front step of this house... And I shall not go a step further until you explain what you know. Master, last night, after all had gone to bed, I was preparing your hot broth for this morning. As I did so, the lamp went out. There was no more oil in the house, nor candles, neither. So, I thought the merchant my master has given food and lodging will not begrudge us one pot of oil. He has forty jars full. But I only found oil in one jar... All the others contain thieves. There are thieves in those jars? They can do no harm now. Oh? I filled my oil pot, returned it to the kitchen, lit the lamp, took a great kettle, went again to the big oil jar in the yard, filled the kettle, and set it on a large wood fire. You didn't... As soon as the kettle boiled... Boiled boiling oil? I poured enough into every jar to destroy the robber within. So we have 39 oil-boiled dead robbers in our backyard. Yes, master. And the oil merchant? He climbed over the wall in the dead of night and escaped. Morgiana, I will not die without rewarding you for this service. It is an incredible story which no one would believe. You and I will forever have to keep it a secret. Yes, master. A great pity that... No one may ever know the strange tale of yourself, myself, Alibaba, and the 40 thieves. Well, I shall go in and have some of that broth now. There's more to the story in the original Arabian Nights. The chief thief returns to Alibaba's house, disguising himself once more, bent on revenge. He again is a guest in the house, but faithful servant Morgiana is too clever to be taken in, even by this masquerade. How she protects Alibaba, and once and for all removes the threat to his life, I will tell you when I return. ingredients are almost always present in a tale from the Arabian Nights. A sinuous dance, a hidden dagger, a villain, and a hero. In this story, a heroine. The story of Alibaba ends with Morgiana entertaining the disguised leader of the thieves by dancing for him. Then, when the villain is about to raise his hand, 
the heroine stabs him with his own dagger, proving once again another old adage, those who live by the sword die by the sword. Our cast included Gordon Heath, Martha Greenhouse, Robert Dryden, William Griffiths, and Roberta Maxwell. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is Tom Bosley inviting you to return to the General Mills Radio Adventure Theater for another exciting tale you can hear through the magic of radio.